When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is Az and today I am joined by Obey, FPL underscore Milanista on Twitter. How are you Obey? I'm good, thanks. And you? I'm very good, I'm very good. And for anyone who isn't too aware of who Obey is, uh, we're going to have a bit of a chat about his, his rank history, which is very impressive. Uh, he's in the top 50 of the Hall of Fame. He's a new Fantasy Football Scout pro pundit doing articles um, for us and I mean you're a bit of a veteran aren't you Obey because you have played this game for a long time yeah you could say so yeah I think this is uh it's going to be my 17th season so yeah yeah it does sound too much but yeah it feels like yesterday <laughs> yeah you're right you were there right at the start what kind of what brought you into FPL and just kept you kind of going all these all these years to be honest, I don't know. Like that's a question I get asked a lot, and I don't really remember my first season or like the first time I uh, knew about uh, FPL. I think I was like at school and just uh, uh, looking around for anything related to football, and I got into FPL. So I think the first few seasons were just like, yeah, you're just trying to see what this thing is about. Yeah, I used to watch a lot of football, so it's yeah, it was interesting, and with time, it turned out to be a very Famous game now with almost a million people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I've, let's get your let's get your ranks up. I mean, your your first season was in two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. So, was that that was the first year, right? Of of when it came out. I mean, it had been. It, oh, uh, I think it's where. Yeah, I think I've seen people who, who have like histories from two thousand two. So I think yeah, that's like four years. Wow. Later. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't even know that. Cause, I mean, I started in I started oh seven oh eight, so a little bit later than you, but. I, mm-hmm. I remember it being like quite. I mean, there wasn't that many people that played it when I first started. I mean, a couple of hundred thousand, something like that, probably in in '06 or so. I mean, how many people playing it in 2002? Yeah. Probably about ten. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, even 2006 and seven, I don't really remember how many people were playing it. But yeah, I think the the numbers have doubled and tripled recently. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's let's take a look at your ranks. So, I mean, you know, obviously your your first two seasons, well, okay, one hundred and sixty five thousand your first season, two hundred and one thousand in your second season. So, I mean, considering there probably wasn't that many people playing, they probably weren't the highest kind of finishes. Um, yeah. But I don't think I was from the very uh, uh, people like people in behind. So I think yeah, maybe there was like a million. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I have no probably, idea. probably about a million. Yeah. Someone, someone, someone will know in the chat. Let's know how many yeah. people were playing in, in 07, 08. Um, and then a good finish in, in 2008, 09, 18,000, and then back outside the top 100,000. But then from 2010 to 2011, I mean, you went on a crazy run. You had 27,000 finish, and then a 5K, and then an 8K, and then a 14,000, and then a 1,783. So an incredibly consistent, like, four or five years. Uh, 85,000. And then your worst rank of your entire career in you know in sixteen seventeen, uh, two hundred eighty one thousand, um, and then fifty four thousand, one hundred seventy thousand, and then three really strong finishes in your last three years, sixteen thousand four hundred seventy three, your kind of top one k uh, finish in in twenty 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 one, and then fifteen hundred last season. So, it's you haven't had like re- a lot of like kind of you know top 
1K finishes and stuff, but your consistency to finish kind of in and around the, you know, 50K mark and then, you know, in, in the top in the top 10K is is so high. What What's your secret? How, how are you this consistent? Uh, well, yeah, but if you look at it, like, yeah, it, it has changed. Yeah, there, there are some, uh, uh, say, discrepancies in the ranks. So I think um, I start... It, I don't remember the years, but you said that there were like four years that were consistent in a way. Yeah. I think that's the yeah, that's the time I started uh, taking this scheme like a little bit more seriously and like uh, uh, doing some research on, on, on players and teams, etc. But uh, to be honest, in 2019, 20, and, and like the last three seasons, uh, this is the time that I mean, it, it turned out to be uh, like uh, from from just a game to something that's like more like a passion, more like spending mm. most of your time thinking of FPL, what will you be doing, etc. So uh, I've changed a few things in my play style. I think in the last three seasons, if that's something that uh, uh, that uh, yeah, gladly paid off. When you say that, like now we are like eight or nine million people, and you're finishing in the top, uh, let's say, two thousand for the mm. for the last two years. Yeah, uh, I've always said that the best thing that I once tried to do, and I've never backed away, is uh, taking no no points on captaincy. This was horrible. Like in, in normal years, when I used to play, I used to get into a good rank. I remember in 2018, um, I reached, I think, the top 1,000, and like I was really aiming for like a high finish. And then I punted that year on Aguero captain when Pep decided not to play him, and he just uh, showed up when they were like 3-0, up and uh, he took Sterling's place, so he even played on the wing that day. So it was horrible for one pointer. It really destroyed the rank. I went like I think straight to forty or fifty thousand because yeah. all the other captains did really well at that time. So this is yeah, these are the things that I really started to change from that moment. I learned that I will never punt on any captain and just uh, go with template. Like captaincy should be just go for the best players for the round and and just try to make your team from from other players um yeah i mean that hurts that hurt that yeah. hurts my heart to hear that <laughs> that is the secret just always pick the the template and the most own player i mean it, for a captain i mean it makes sense right the captaincy is, a, is a, such a difficult thing to get right um yeah, and it really does like make or break your week and your season because when you when you do something wrong you start uh, trying to be so different in the following round and you just fall behind and this is Honestly, this happened even last year with me, but like uh, in a like uh, a lesser extent. Uh, I spent most of last season in the top hundred, let's say, for a long time. And uh, remember, in the double game week thirty-six, I had no Salah and I had no De Bruyne, and I was really yeah, like I've been preparing for like three weeks to get De Bruyne for that week and captain him. The last minute, I changed my mind and I went Salah, and everything went so bad. <laughs> So, yeah, from like not from top, like I was like 100, 200. I don't really remember exact rank at that time. And I just fall even yeah. out of the top 1K. Same as me. So, yeah, yeah, these things, yeah, really, they do matter. And um, it's in the end, it's like a psychological game. So if it gets into your mind that you're doing some mistakes or like a 50-50 decision goes extremely in an, in, 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 against you, you'll just, uh, you'll just need time to... to to, to, to get out of the the whole thing. What about points hits? Because we see a lot of uh, kind of the top top managers 
sort of being very kind of picky about when they when they choose to take hits. Are you someone who who uses hits a lot, or do you try and refrain from using them when you can? Yeah, like I'm like I can say I'm an average person in terms of hits. Yeah, like I don't really do hits every other week, but at the same time I don't really uh, uh, stay away from hits. So sometimes when the hit is uh, is needed, I'll just I'll just take it. And I've taken a couple of like minus eights last season. I remember even and. Uh, they paid off sometimes if it's like for three, four weeks. And um, we've seen like last season was really d- different mm-hmm. than any other season with all the postponements, with all the things with, um, with the, yeah, with COVID around and with the, the number of double game weeks that we had. So uh, yeah, bets are, are okay. Like uh, not too excessive, but yeah, sometimes you do need a hit, hits in, moder- a hit in moderation is okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, it's going to show the the Hall of Fame. So this is uh, another tool on, on Fantasy Football Scout. This was the kind of original tool in which you could compare yourself to other managers and see uh, where you are. I mean, to me, it's still the kind of, uh, there's lots of different ones that are kind of emerging now, but this is always the one that I use to kind of compare myself to, you've got to compare myself to all the other scout people, Ted and Janny and, and all this lot. So you can see Fabio Borge sitting at the top, obviously. I mean, he is indisputably the greatest FPL manager um, of all time. Just incredible. I mean, talk about consistency. I mean, you know, his his last five seasons, his lowest finish is 1,965. <laughs> I mean, it's just absolutely <laughs> ludicrous. 222nd uh, last year. And then you've got Finsley, John Canning, uh, Bristol and, and Matt Corbridge make up the top five. But we can find you pretty easily on Eero Bay. All we've got to do is go down to number 50. You just sneak yeah. on uh, to the first page. Uh, yeah. You must you must be delighted um, with that. You know, top 50 yeah. of all I, FPL managers. I am, yeah. I've made a good progress this season. But I still feel bad because I was, in the, like, I was 10th at one point in the live career Hall of Fame. I was 10th when I was, as I told oh, you. Oh, you're slipping, you're slipping. Yeah, so the last two weeks, the De Bruyne decision was uh, just threw me 40 places behind. Oh, that is <laughs> that is absolutely brutal. So you're saying if you'd finished in the top kind of few hundred, you'd have been yeah. in, the, in the in the in around the top. Oh, that is that makes it even harder to stomach when it's with something like that. Yeah. But oh. at least, yeah, at least I'm still appearing in the first page. Yeah, absolutely. Like just break away. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, for anyone wondering, I am not in the top 50. Uh, oh, I'm not even on on the live Hall of Fame. I'm, I've got to be there somewhere. I think I'm like 200th or 250th or something like that, which is which isn't too bad. Um, yeah, I kind of take you, you just need one good season, and you'll you'll yes, just, uh, I need to fly up. I'm, I'm behind. Yeah. I'm behind Mark. That's, he's always the one that I'm I'm looking to, <laughs> to catch. Uh, let's take a look at your team. Uh, then I've got your team on the screen. Uh, it's Melier in goal. It's a back four of James Trent, Cancelo, and Robertson. Then it's Neto Salah. With the captaincy, Martinelli, uh, Jack Grealish, who is kind of the surprise name on here, Gabriel Jesus and Kane, uh, and then uh, a formula goalkeeper, Neko Williams, Andreas Pereira and Archer. Pretty template, Obey. Is that kind of your style game week one? Do you tend to kind of go with the, with the template picks or, or are you just going for the ones that you think are going to score the most points? No, to be honest, not. just going with the with the ones that I think will score the most points. But uh, I don't really agree with you. Like some players are real essentials. I just said Grealish is like three percent owned. Milia is three percent, I think, as well. Even Robertson. Robertson is one of the players that I'm really shocked to see him in only ten percent of teams. I mean, he's been like better than Trent for the like in the second part of last season. So 
I'm really surprised to see this kind of ownership for those players who really can make a difference. Um, as for other players, yeah, I think you need to go, as I said, like you need the template picks, especially in, in the captaincy. So Salah is, go, is going nowhere, definitely. Uh, Kane versus Haaland, people are going for Haaland more. So that's also something against the templates, but I, I'm not sure. I'm just like, that's a 50-50 decision, to be honest. I'll wait and see the Community Shield game and uh, decide maybe more. I really want talent for the uh, Bournemouth game in game week two. So uh, I don't know if I start with Kane and make the switch maybe, or just start with Haaland. If I had no issue with his fitness and like Pep mentioning that, I think I would have started with, with Haaland. Now trying to cover that with Grealish and Cancelo in a way, but yeah, Haaland will be heavily captained in game week two. So I don't will. really want to go there <laughs> without I I know. Uh, I should apologize. I mean, when, when I say template, it's um, I, I did a I did a review of the Twitter template and, and Scout template, uh, and you've got seven of eleven of of those template picks. So that's James Trent, Cancelo, Neto, Salah, uh, Jesus, and Kane. Who who people ask are making that switch from Haaland to Kane given um, uh, Pep's comments. Obviously, Haaland's still much higher owned, um, you know, in that, and and no Diaz as well, who features in just about every team. Um, and it, as you say, Robertson kind of is is that kind of. Differential. I mean, the, the Harlan to Kane thing, I think, is really interesting because I, I had a few. I talked to a few people on these FPL drafts a bit earlier on in preseason, and a few people were thinking of doing it then. And to me, it just screamed of trying to be too clever. You know, you're bank, you're backing a transfer in game week two. Harlan's got Bournemouth. You're going to want him in for that. It's, you know, it, it, those kind of transfers never really seem to kind of work out. But I am massively leaning towards that kind of idea now. Starting with a Spurs player, either Kane or Son, and then looking to make that move. And you've got Grealish in place as well for for City cover. I'm guessing you were impressed with what you saw in his in his last game. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, he was he was phenomenal in the last game. I don't I don't think Grealish is, is like is locked in my team. I've had like a couple of drafts that had no Grealish, but uh, again, he's one of the players that I want to monitor in the next like important game in the Community Shield and see how how he performs. It's a World Cup year, so I think it's yeah, it's 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 like his chance to to just prove again that he's one of the best players. I'm like to to see the the the, the grillish of the Aston Villa days and these kind of things. So I like him as a player, and he's been as I said really good in the last friendly. Um, he linked up really well with Haaland as well, and they seem to gel together. No Raheem now as well on the left, so less competition we could say. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> It's interesting, isn't it? Because we we always say let's not take too much stock in in preseason friendlies. But City have been a team that we have massively taken a note, notice of. I mean, Harland, you know, Pep's comments about Harland um, and and Grealish playing in that game. Foden hasn't been playing um, in preseason. Uh, you know, Mar the, the, the transfers they've made and Mara is now looking at you know looking now for that right wing spot. There's some very interesting kind of options in there. Uh, Grealish is an interesting price point. Though. I mean, he's seven million. I mean, you could go down to someone like Rashford. Uh, you've already got Martinelli, but you it's you might find it difficult to go up, right? I mean, the eight million yeah. midfielders. That's that is why a lot of people are picking the Diaz um, in in that area. You've gone for Robertson instead. Does the eight million bracket kind of worry you at all? Not being yeah. able to move for that. I think yeah. I think that's if you ask me the the, the major worry in my team and my current setup is the is that I have no eight million midfielder. But my, like, yeah, I've seen a lot of people going for the Diaz thing, but when you get Diaz, okay, you have the 8 million spot, but then you, I don't think you, you're going to switch him anytime soon. So uh, that's, in a way, you're just blocking also the 8 yeah. million spot. And for me, I, I really genuinely think that um, 
Robertson is a, is a better pick in my eyes. Yeah, I, I've always liked Robertson. Um, as I said, he had an amazing second part of the season. Um, even in KG games, I, I tend to see Robertson getting some bonus. So he's, he's, he's a good player and like overall player. So he gets into interesting positions. Uh, we've seen what defenders can do as well. And he's like a longer term pick. So if we decided to just postpone the wild card for like a few more weeks, I think Robertson is safer to, let's say, for like gimmick eight or nine or whatever. So, yeah, but I've been looking at different ways of getting an eight million midfielder, to be mm. honest, but it's really difficult. Yeah, I think Chris James maybe is the one who makes way if I decided to just take away money from the defense and put in the midfield. So, but again, again, is that because of Chelsea's preseason? Yeah, Chelsea's preseason, losing Rodiger as well. Uh, there are talks also of switching like to a back four. Sometimes Reese also plays in like uh, center mid, uh, center defense. So there are a lot of concerns with Chelsea right now, and uh, like I, I feel more confident with uh, Cancelo, Trent, and Robertson than I do with James. Mm. But again, his uh, um, his style of play. We've seen him how he like when he's on his day, he can easily score like an 18 pointer, and with his ownership, that's a killer to be honest. So. Sometimes you need to play safe, at, at yeah, in certain like uh, areas. And I don't really think that I've seen people who try to cover James with Mendy. I, I don't really see that as a good cover, to be honest. Because uh, we always want James for the attacking output, not for his like for the clean sheet. So that's not something I'm planning to do. Um, let's see, yeah. But the Grealish to Rashford option is something I've been also mm. thinking of. Especially that it gets me a 0.5 that I can uh, upgrade the keeper. I'm not really convinced of the 4.5 keepers this season. Mm. Uh, I've chosen Melia simply because I like his first like two fixtures more than the others. But I um, like I don't really like the start of Brighton or uh, Brentford's fixtures. Um, now Raya has also maybe some competition with Strakosha joining. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a, he's a good keeper to be honest. Like that. I'm a Milanista, so I watch a lot of Serie A. So he was really good at mm. times with Lazio. So I'm I'm really a bit uh, concerned in that. Although I still think Raya will start the season, but any bad performance and we could see yeah. him just losing his spot. Um, Sanchez, on the other hand, again, you're a Brighton fan, so you should tell us how, how, how it goes. But yeah, I think your first two, three fixtures are so tricky. So I don't really see clean sheets there. If I remember correctly, you have uh, United and then uh, Newcastle and West Ham away. Yeah, right. so yeah, Newcastle are much improved, I think. So they could they could score in that game. So that's yeah, that's why I'm saying like media. Although I don't really trust the Leeds defense, but uh, he could get something against Wolves, Southampton the first two games. You never know. And they they, they do have like till game week eight. I think they have really good uh, fixtures. But if I get the point five, I'm Generally thinking of switching to um, maybe runs there, mm. yeah, yeah. Or Jose Sa. To be honest, Jose Sa, I had him last season and he did me really well in the like first half of the season. He was always with an effective ownership of like three to four percent, and he was scoring sevens and eights and these kind of scores. Even when he used to concede, he used to make a lot of saves and get me like the five six pointers, and they really did did well did me well that time. So. Uh, I have good memories with Sa, but I don't know. Wolves haven't been too convincing at the end of last season. So maybe Ramsdale is, 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 the, is the one who I'll, I'll take if I could stretch that 
0.5 more. Yeah, it's it's a trick. I mean, are you like me? You don't really. I don't like paying five million for a goalkeeper. You know, some people paying five point five for Edison, for example. Yeah. Um, it's. I, I do agree though. It's it's really tricky. I mean, you, you think we're, we're probably going to be looking at you know six games before we, we we use our first wild card, given that the World Cup gives us unlimited transfers. So you're trying to really find a team that has three or four really good standout fixtures. And to me, you have to go up to five million. For that, I mean, Brighton, like you say, we've got United, West Ham, they're tricky, Newcastle at home, okay. But we've got Leeds and Fulham in four and five, um, which isn't too bad. But I mean, you look at Arsenal, I mean, Palace, Leicester, Bournemouth, Fulham, Villa. That's a yeah. fantastic five five games from a defensive point of view, really. And Wolves, I mean, Leeds, Fulham, Newcastle, Bournemouth, Spurs. I mean, I like Leeds, Fulham, Bournemouth. I mean, that's, you know, two promoted sides and Leeds. Uh, and Newcastle home isn't too bad. So... Again, I, I'm I'm also thinking how I can find that extra point five. I've got Sanchez at the moment, um, and I think Newcastle at home is too bad. Newcastle are obviously much better at, at St James's Park normally than, than they are away. We do quite well against Newcastle um, as well, but mm-hmm. they're a different side now. They've got made lots, yeah. of new, lots of new signings, and we're about to lose Cucurella, I think. So, yeah, I think we'll be a little bit weakened by that. Yeah, yeah, that's an issue as well. I think, yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah. Sometimes, yes, something I learned about Ramsdale also last season, he used to get a lot of bonus points. I, I remember he was like a pain for me when I, I, I had, I barely owned him. I think I owned him for like two or three game weeks only. And all the time that he's like uh, one of the most like threats when you, when we check the live FPL rank, and he's always getting the bonus with any clean sheet, he gets a bonus. I don't know why. He once even did like a save or two and he got two bonuses. So that was weird. Yeah, he's he's, he's oh. good good distribution, right? That's that's basically yeah. that's basically all you need as a goalkeeper. That's why Nick Pope was was so good for for Burnley. Yeah. Just keep kicking the ball short or, or long, <laughs> exactly. and just keep finding yeah. someone and, and rack it up because yeah, everyone else will keep losing the ball. That's, that's all you need. Um, let's talk about uh, Martinelli then. You've gone for two Arsenal already, so if, obviously if you added Ramsdale, that'd be three Arsenal trying to tap into those fixtures. Mm-hmm. Worried about Martinelli at all? He's kind of becoming less popular he was in almost every team i saw at the start but now with rashford coming in a lot of mm-hmm. people are making that move kind of over mm-hmm. to him um but you're still kind of set on him yeah uh he wasn't in my earlier drafts to be honest uh i've had bad experience with martin last year i i owned him in the in the wrong times whenever i owned him he was sitting on the bench whenever i sell him he used to play and score <laughs> so that's that's not a, the best experience now uh, that's why I, I like when I did my first few drafts, I had no Martinelli in and I had no intention to get him in. But I've seen some of their friendlies now. Uh, he he does he, he's he's doing well. Um, Smith Rowe still like had very limited time playing time in the friendlies, so I think uh, it's his place to lose now. Yeah, so uh, as we said, it's like it's just a few uh, few weeks until we do our first wild card, and at six million, I think it's like a very minimal risk. Especially that we know that he will start. Like I mean, he, he he's most likely starting the first two. Yeah. The issue is that game week three and four are the good games for Arsenal, so we, we don't want him to uh, have a bad game in like uh, the first or second game, and then he sits uh, on the bench for the good games. Um, I've seen people doing rush, starting with Rashford and sw- and planning to switch to Martinelli in game week three, which is a good idea, I think. Mm-hmm. And I had it in mind for some time, but. Uh, again, I don't have uh, enough to to get the eight million uh, midfielder that I'm trying to do. So, if I had uh, to, to pick pick one now, I think if I also if I had the point five, I think I would have started with with Rashford, especially that I have also mm. uh, Jesus up front. So, 
but for now I'm 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 fine to double up on their players and even triple up as I've said they've they've been so promising in the friendlies and they have like the best fixtures out of all the teams. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, you, you talk about kind of leading that that or trying to get that point five, and it's 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 when you start looking at your team and you look and you start looking to see how you can find it. I mean, Grealish down to Rashford is the kind of obvious one. I mean, I, I've got I had Robertson in my side, and I thought maybe I could do Robertson down to Van Dyke and, and get that point five. And will that will that cover it? And then you think, well, should I just go Robertson down to Diaz? He's a million less. You know, and then you start kind of ended. You end up making major surgery across your team because you start doing yeah. it. And then you look at it and you go, "Well, now I haven't got Robertson. I really wanted him. He was he was one of the first picks I I had." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think Robertson. Yeah, and the, the problem is that if if you downgrade Robertson, I think you you'll need to go for Luis Diaz, the the, the mm. midfielder. So then that, that's another issue that that will happen with your team. So, but again, I don't think I think my source of. Uh, as I said, it's going to be Reese James. If I was going to downgrade any player to get an eight million uh, midfielder, most probably it's going to be Reese James for now. Or as I said, just lose Grealish, get Rashford, and get the point five for the keeper, and just stay with that. Yeah, it's four changes since your first draft um, over on Facebook. And everyone uh, head over to the site and, and check out um, Obey's articles um, over there, which we'll be doing all of this season. So you have been, I mean, you have been tinkering. Melier is coming for, for Raya. Uh, Chilwell's gone out. You've, and now you're talking about selling James um, as well. You had Rashford. Now Rashford's gone uh, in Martinelli. Now you're talking about getting Rashford back in. Uh, and Haaland's uh, left for, for Kane. So you're, you're being quite, you are, you're, a, you're definitely tinkering. You're definitely not set with, with quite a few of these players. Yeah. But yeah, most of them, yeah, like Rashford and Haaland are very close to return. I mean, like they're... They're not totally gone. I think Shelwell for now is yeah is someone who's I'm not really keen to keep. If I was going to a back five again, I think I'll add Diaz from City and do the. I'd I'd rather trust the City defense more than the Chelsea for the start, especially with the games as well. Like the fix, Chelsea's fixtures are a little bit more tricky. Mm. So yeah, so Shelwell is maybe the only one. Andrea maybe yeah. Those two I think I'm not returning to them. As uh, most probably, but Haaland and Rashford would very well be in my game team. I love it. It's 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 classic classic FPL. I mean, you you start with two Chelsea defenders. You think they're going to be absolutely amazing value. You see them a bit in pre-season. You think, oh, not too keen on this. Chilwell leaves, and now you're thinking of selling James as well. They're having none of them. <laughs> just that, just how it is, isn't it? You, you can't help it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really. Tough. I mean, they they need to get their act together. Really, Tuchel's not happy. Asking for more signings. Those kind of noises uh, have to be a bit of a warning. For us and forty-one percent ownership for for James, really yeah. really high. So high. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and yeah, and the issue is like price drops. If if they still perform the same way they are doing in the friendlies, we're gonna see a lot of people selling uh, James from the first week. So yeah, we need to absorb those uh, price uh, drops early on, unless he decides to change all the, the everything. Yeah. We just have to wait and see. Yeah, we need to know how they're going to line up. If they if they switch yeah. to a back four, if yeah. you know, Reese James plays at centre back, he's he is he's. I mean, he's on my wall. He's on, oh, I keep doing that that size. That size. <laughs> yeah. He's on my. He's you know he's such a great such a great player. But I do I do have my my doubts a little bit about him. And you've taken Chilwell out, and I'm leaning towards starting with Chilwell over James, just because of that kind of a bit of uncertainty around where where he's going to play. Um, 
but yeah, yeah well, we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, we'll call it there. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you everyone for watching. If you've enjoyed this video, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you give this video a like um, as well. As always, if you want to drop your Fantasy Football Scout membership username, uh, if you're a free member, into the chat. Um, and we'll be giving away one free membership for every video um, of pre-season. You've got to be a free member um, to claim that. If, you want to, if you're already a paid member uh, and you want to give that to a friend, drop their username in the chat and I'll pick one random lucky person to get a Fancy Football Scout uh, membership. And as I said, if, you're, if you like listening to Obey, check out his articles over on site. Sign up to be a member, get access to all our tools. Um, got loads of them um, over there. There's a link in the description um, below. Obey, thank you so much. I will speak to you very soon. Yeah, sure. Thank you.